Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp. And today and for the next couple of days, we have Stephen Furtick on the show. And he's talking to us really about a lot of things, but our identity in Christ and who we are and who God is to us and how the devil tries to convince us of one thing, but God has another story for our lives. We don't have to buy into the story that's been written, so to speak. Like We don't have to live by our past. We don't have to live in the past. We don't have to be defined by our past or by the story or by the thing that we did in the past. We can choose to follow God and choose to live above that and watch God move because once you know once we're focused on the past and on the painful things and on whatever's gone in the past and letting letting that define us then that really hinders us from becoming all that God has for us so when we let that go and embrace the future and embrace God and continue to look forward knowing that he's going before us and knowing that he has our back and knowing that he has our front he has all of us and that we can trust him and that we can jump and he's gonna catch us like it's such a great feeling he's awesome like that here's Stephen don't judge me but sometimes I lie to myself it's a survival instinct it's just that sometimes my feet can't find the bottom, and life gets a little bit turbulent, and I find myself drifting, and in the new reality that I'm trying to embrace according to what God says I am, sometimes what I used to be feels more solid, more stable, and more comfortable. And Sometimes it's easier for me to lie to myself and tell myself a story. I got good at it. Even as a little boy, it wasn't that my childhood was bad or anything like that, but all of us experience things in life that, that teach us to lie to ourselves. When we read a scripture like Romans chapter 1, verse 25, that says they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, a part of us says, who would do that? <laughs> who would trade a perfectly good truth for a lie? And yet the fact is there are some lies that we have learned so well that they feel true even more than the truth does. Can I preach like I've been out of the pulpit for three weeks and I've got something to say? I want to show you today an illustration from the life of Jesus, and I want to show you how sometimes the enemy doesn't sabotage your life with a lie. He tells you, a truth and he twists it just enough and i believe that the lord desires to set us free today but only by the truth can we be set free you know jesus knew the truth because he was the truth he knew the word of god because he was the word of god and when the enemy came to jesus in matthew chapter 4 in the wilderness to tempt him he made the crucial mistake with the Son of God of debating the Word of God, and it's a bad idea to debate the Word of God with the Word of God. John chapter 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He's not arguing with someone who knows about the Word of God. He is arguing with the embodiment of the Word of God. And it gives us a pure picture of the principle that is illustrated in Romans 1.25, but only in reverse. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, one, our perspective is immediately challenged 
because it says that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And that is a strange construct that Jesus was led by God to be tempted by the devil. If you've been told that God won't lead you into difficult situations, you've been lied to. If you've ever been told or it's ever been implied or inferred that the will of God will always lead to the path of least resistance, you've been lied to. If you've ever been told that the proof of the favor of God on your life is that situations become less difficult and, and more agreeable, you've been lied to. Because Jesus, before his ministry was fully announced, was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And yet I want us to see that this, uh, this passage is as much about trust as it is about temptation. Now, let me say this real quickly. It's not the truth that you can quote. It's not the truth that you know mentally, but it is the truth that you do that guides your life to its ultimate outcome. I will never forget watching y'all when I was a kid with the Jane Fonda workout DVDs. Eating a bowl of ice cream watching the Jane Fonda workout DVDs. And when I asked, why aren't you doing the DVDs? I'm only like eight years old, and my mom and dad are eating briars watching Jane Fonda. They said, well, we've got to know what to do before we can do it. But sometimes if you would do what you knew… My mic isn't working. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. I nominate this for most obvious verse in the Bible. The tempter came to him at his weakest moment. The tempter came to him in the area of his appetite. The tempter came to him at a place of great vulnerability and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And how many times in my life have I been tempted in this exact way? It's a good thing Jesus knew the truth. It's a good thing Jesus had just been baptized by John in the Jordan River. It's a, just, it's a good thing that Jesus had just heard his father say, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. It's a good thing he had just been told the truth. Because when you've just encountered truth, when, when you know who you are, when, when you have a full understanding of who you are in God's eyes, you don't have to prove it in anybody else's. How many times have I been susceptible to the temptation to prove who I am by what I do? But when you know that who you are is not dependent on what you do, your value is not assessed by others, then you don't have to post stuff to prove stuff. I'm going to set somebody free today. You don't have to post stuff to prove stuff when you know the truth about it. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. One of the hardest years of my life was 2013. My dad was dying. Our church was under heavy criticism in the media, and I was going through so many things at once, I felt like Rocky when he said, I don't know which one to hit. I see three of them out there. And they said, Hit the one in the middle. And there were so many things going on around me, I didn't know what to do. But it was really comforting to me 
that the things I had preached to you, I was able to live off of for me. The proof that something is true in your life is not that you can understand it or say amen to it, but that you can live on it. That you can live on it. Sometimes we're too impressed with cliches, and sometimes we think something is true just because it rhymes, you know? I found out in preaching sometimes you can make something rhyme and it can be it can be totally totally opposite. You know, you can make something start with the same letter. Uh, curiosity killed the cat. Mmm, that's good. Meow. Amen. Actually, the original saying wasn't curiosity killed the cat, it was care killed the cat. And it was used to mean that they, they fed the cat too much and he died because he was too fat. They cared too much. And then they changed it from care, meaning they overfed him, to care he was too worried. So now it means that worry killed the cat. But then one day it just became curiosity killed the cat. Now there are no statistical evidences of dead felines based on inquisitive natures, but it just sounds good. And some stuff sounds good, but it ain't true. Just because it sounds good doesn't mean it is. Just because it rhymes, just, just because it is aligned with your life experience up to this point doesn't make it true. Just because it's the way it's always been for you and, and your mom, and it doesn't make it true. And so then we get really bad advice and, and we say really bad things that, that, that sound good on the surface, but beneath them, they, they, they're really bad belief systems. I thought about calling this message, What's Your BS? For belief system. What's your belief system? <laughs> and I wanted to call it that because that's what's driving your life. They, 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 say, they say, live your truth. I, I heard that before. Live your truth. That's the important thing. Just live your truth. Man, it sounds good. But what if my truth is a trap? What if your truth isn't the truth? Do you have to stay stuck in a story and call it the truth? That was Stephen Furtick, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Stephen Furtick, Let Them Miss You, Let Go, Trust. You can also find out more information at his website, stephenfurtick.com. I hope you have a wonderful day today, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.